Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 58 of the talk in the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful monday of bets Now, before we talk some lines today and share the value that we found across today's slate with you guys, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on, whether that be on YouTube or the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and go ahead and turn on those notifications as well. If you also have an extra second and you could be so kind, go ahead and hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, All that good stuff, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. First link located in that description. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Gamblers joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and it's about that time for me to stop blabbing and bring in the co-host of the show, a young man who is very thrilled that his White Sox are coming off a 3-0 clean sweep of the Detroit Tigers this past weekend, about as happy as I am that my Cubbies are coming off a clean sweep of those Cardinals. He is still not trying to hear any of your Aaron Rodgers bullshit, so I suggest you leave it at home before you come and talk to him. So without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing fantastic. It is Monday, new fresh week. I am ready to rock it right alongside you, and we are going to get about... You know, between 20 and 30, 40 tickets cash this week, something along those lines. Maybe yep. I'm, uh, you know, throwing out a wild guess no, there. But, that, uh, no, that doesn't seem like an overestimate to me, sure. my friend. Okay. That uh, seems just about right spot on, right in yeah. line with where my thoughts were. So I'm glad we're on the same page cool. here. Uh, coming off a great day for myself yesterday, I went 11 and 4 on the books. Yeah. Had a uh, really solid day. Get me uh, set going into this week. How about you, my man? Uh, you know, I uh, basically broke even on the weekend. Had a couple rough beats uh, in some baseball first fives but uh you know positive yesterday so uh you know live to fight another day absolutely i love to hear it my friend well hey first things first here had some minor technical difficulties getting some things going here today as you all know we didn't go to school for it 
hell, we didn't even really go to school for sports, but we love it so much and uh, we're passionate about it. So we're here to research and learn. So we are going to implement a few new things here today, uh, most notably during the Moneyline Dice segment today. So I had to figure out a few things there. Hopefully it works. Fingers crossed. Might have to do a little troubleshooting during the segment, but uh, stick around for that because we got some new stuff coming up. And my mouse... I don't know what the deal with my mouse is here. It just decided to crap out and not work on me. Not ideal. So we're going to have to uh, use the old laptop uh, keyboard here and uh, just produce the show like that. So let's see how this goes on this Monday. Nothing to recap for you. Obviously didn't have a show yesterday, but we got one to kick off the week in style. Partner, what? You got uh, three. I got four. Four 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 baseball bets. Ooh, four MLB bets coming from our mags today. I know he's got some serious value to dish out. Already told me a little bit about him, and I am riding with him. And uh, also, I got five or six best bets coming at you. Actually, uh, let me double check. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five best bets coming at you here today. Uh, Three MLB and two NBA. Obviously, two NBA games on today's slate. So one out of each game. Then we got the traditional special play for Monday, partner. Mm -hmm. The Monday Madness Parlay. We got three legs today. But folks, this baby is paying out at seven to one odds. So I suggest you stick around for the second segment today, the Monday Madness Parlay, and get it locked in as soon as we drop it. The aforementioned Moneyline Dice, making their usual episodic appearance. No questions about it. Got an MLB matchup for them to roll for us on today. And boy, oh boy, they closed out the week hot and they're looking to start it hot. So stick around for that segment. We're not going to tell you exactly who the MLB matchup is. You're just going to have to wait around and find out for yourself. In addition, we got a lot of good stuff from this past yes, weekend we to get into today's rants and reactions uh, for the second half of the show. So after we uh, wrap up all of our best bets, analysis, everything in between there, we'll kick into the second half of the show, give you some rants and reactions, all that good stuff, plenty of juicy news and uh, updates to get into. And then I'll close out the show with my motivation minutes as per usual. Got a pretty sweet uh, message, something that's really close to my heart, something that I do quite often uh, to share with you guys today. Other than that, partner, anything I missed, anything top of mind, my friend, while I get a quick sip of water here? I don't think so. We had a pretty wild weekend of sports, and uh, I'm excited for that second half of the show to recap all of that action. All right, my friend. So for now, cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, stop all the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come here to the Talking the Line podcast to get stone cold locks and run tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time to get into the first segment of the day. As always, the TTL crew's best bets of the day, and you better believe our mags is ready to kick things off in style here today. As always, showed up at the TTL production studios beaming. I mean beaming, folks. He has value to drop down like nobody's business. So I'm going to cut all my nonsense. I'm going to give him the floor. Let him drop down some serious value on your heads. And as always, partner, you have the floor. 
As always, I appreciate it, my partner. Yes, sir. Didn't say partner that time. I appreciate it. I love it. You're getting there. All righty. First play of the day is coming out of the Reds versus Brewers matchup, and I am taking the Reds first five plus a half. You've got Vladimir Gutierrez on the mound for the Reds. He is a right-hander versus Eric Lauer, lefty for the Brew Crew. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez, three starts in his young career here, two and one record, two six five ERA, uh, and those starts weren't against any slouch teams. You've got the Cubs, Cardinals, and these Brewers. Uh, Lauer, on the other hand, has been rather inconsistent over his last few starts. Uh, and these Brewers are one and five straight up in his last six games that he's appeared in. Hasn't been all starts, but typically when he does get in there, uh, if it's not a start, it's a you know long relief appearance typically. He holds a 4.82 ERA, uh, and believe it or not, he's actually worse at home with a 6.19 ERA. Uh, and this Reds team versus lefties on the season, not great numbers. So on the surface, you might be thinking, why am I taking this play? Uh, but these uh, Reds against the lefties last handful of games are kind of right around the same area that they are uh, and have been against righties. Last five versus lefties, 2.82 batting average, 3.78 OBP, and 9.92 runs per nine. Last 10, not quite that good, but still pretty solid numbers. Reds, 7th in the MLB in first five runs with 2.9. And they are actually 8-1-1 last 10 in the first five innings over their last 10 games. And these Brewers partner, 24th in the MLB in first five runs, 2.09. 2.14 at home, so not like a big slit. Uh, split and the the road numbers are dragging down that total number like you see with a lot of teams right. pretty even home or away in the first five they don't jump out to a hot start and these <clears throat> brewers nine and one straight up last 10 games they are hot but those seven or seven of those 10 games are against the pirates and the d-backs two of the coldest teams in the national league actually bottom three records in the two of the bottom three teams in the national league yes, so sir. i'm not uh not buying into that too much because these reds have also been playing pretty solid baseball given those uh, last 10 games, first five numbers. So first play, I really like these Reds, first five plus a half. I absolutely love it as well, my friend. We might have a little bit of additional Uh action on this game as well for the Monday Madness Parlay. So stick around. I'm telling you, this bad boy is juicy. And before you dive into number two here, partner, our apologies just real quick in case we have any stream issues. Looks like YouTube is just a bit on the fritz this morning, but uh, I think we can power right on through it. Looks like we cleared it. So... Partner, continue. Number two, my friend. All righty, number two. Tigers versus Royals game. I am taking the Royals' first five money line. You've got Matthew Boyd, lefty on the mound for the Tigers, and Brad Keller on the mound, righty for the Royals. Now, Brad Keller is better than his surface numbers would suggest, in my opinion. He had a terrible, terrible April, uh, but he's been turning things around a little bit lately. 3.86 ERA in May. Had a bad start last week, uh, four or five runs against the Angels, but that's a hot offense. Uh, at least last week they were, and they are still are right now. Uh, and these Royals are five and one straight up in their last in his last six. Starts three, one, and two in first fives for Brad Keller, um, and on the other uh, on the other side of the mound here, you've got Matthew Boyd, who I would argue is worse than his surface numbers. He's got a three five six ERA on the season, uh, but it's 
basically the exact opposite of Brad Keller. 2.27 ERA in April, and now things are getting worse. 5.32 ERA in May, 4.22 in June. Last start, zero earned run versus Seattle, but that's an ice, ice cold Seattle Mariners offense versus lefties. Uh, and before that start, he gave up at least four earned run in four straight, including five earned to these Royals. Uh, Royals are coming off of a tough, tough West Coast stretch over the last week. They are more than excited to not only get home, uh, but play a, uh, you know, not a hot team like they have been playing the Angels and the A's. Mm. So they are chomping at the bit to get back at home against a less than formidable opponent. Sure. Uh, they have gone cold versus righties during that stretch, but they are still hitting lefties, even when they are losing some games there. Last five versus lefties, 286 batting average, 318 OBP, and 6.97 runs per nine. While the Tigers, I mentioned, not quite formidable. Last five versus righties, 204 batting average, 283 OBP, and 377 runs per nine, 3.77. That is last five versus righties for them. You've got the Royals at home, 10th in the MLB in first five runs, 2.94. Tigers on the road, 19th in the MLB, 2.06. And the Tigers on the road in first five runs allowed, 23rd in the MLB with 3.1. Give me every bit of this Royals team. I don't, uh, I'm not buying into these surface numbers of these pitchers. I think it's a little bit of the exact opposite for both of them. Not saying Brad Keller's a world beater by any means, but he's better than his ERAs would suggest. So I am taking the Royals first five money line partner. Okay, you know, I uh, I actually had picked out the Tigers first five plus a half there on the run line. Uh, kind of seeing this morning, but since you kind of laid some of those things down there, I think I might uh, be backing you now. Uh, still, it might kind of be a stay away game for me. It might be that setup with the Royals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love where uh, where your head's at with some of the deeper numbers. Those surface numbers, I do believe, are uh, less than actually factual for what mm-hmm. these pitchers are so far this year. So I appreciate the fact you dropped that down. So I uh, might be rocking with you. Yeah, I uh, I can definitely uh, definitely accept the stay away factor just because the Royals are coming off of a rough rough West Coast trip. But I think I, this uh, is just the game they need, though. That's kind of what I'm thinking, and I feel like I do have a pretty decent feel of these AL Central matchups, given that I uh, you know obviously Sox fan and I pay obviously. attention to these uh, teams pretty closely. Sure. So, anyways, moving on to my third pick here, there you I go. am taking out of the Angels versus A's matchup. I am taking the A's first five money line. In this one, you've got I already mentioned that the A Angels are are hitting well right now as are both of these teams both of these teams just beat up on the Royals over the last week uh, so that uh, you know kind of lends into that previous matchup that I talked about um, with both of these offenses being hot the thing that I'm really buying into here is not only the A's having the much better pitcher but also the much hotter pitcher you've got Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Angels versus Sean Mania for the A's like I said, both teams have caught fire, but Manaya is the hotter and better pitcher. After a bit of inconsistency, Maya is arguably, in my opinion, one of the hotter pitchers in that league or in the league. Uh, last four, including last four starts, including two of them being against the Angels, he has allowed one earned run or less in all of those four starts. Last two starts, zero earned runs over 15 innings pitched, only six hits allowed. The A's are 3-0-1 in the first five innings during that stretch. Now you go to the other side of the bill, Bundy, 6.16 ERA. He had a 9.2 ERA in May. And on the season, the Angels are 2-8-2 in the first five innings of his starts. 2-8-2. Okay. And now these A's last 10 games, the A's themselves, 9-1 last 10 first fives. 
And versus right-handers over the last 10, 266 batting average, 337 OBP, and 6.15 runs per nine. I did mention it. The Angels are hitting, or yeah, the Angels are hitting very well right now, but I cannot pass up the difference in this pitching matchup. Even if Sean Manaya wasn't as hot as he was, I would still be leaning towards this. But with Manaya as hot as he is, I think he cools that Angels offense down, and I think the A's offense does not skip a beat today. So third play. A's first five money line partner. I love that one. Uh, you are nail hammer with uh, that pitching ha- uh, matchup. <laughs> pitching <Yeah>. hammer. <laughs> pitching mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, I think that Manaya versus Bundy, Bundy looms very, very heavily. Uh, absolutely love that play for me, partner. So there is one, two, and three. I do believe you have one more to give out, sir. I do. I All do. Right. I do. Let's rock and roll. All righty. Staying in the American League, we've got the Twins first five money line versus the Seattle Mariners. I know we've got Kenta, Kenta Maeda on the mound for the Twins righty versus Marco Gonzalez lefty for the Mariners. Maeda did not get off to the best start this season, but now he is coming off the IL. I'm thinking he's fresh, rejuvenated, not only got the rest, but he's got those issues out of his way. And I think we're going to see him get back closer to what we saw last year where he had a sub three ERA in 2020. <clears throat> But the big thing that I like here is I like the Twins to pounce all over Marco Gonzalez. Gonzalez, 1-5-1 in first fives this season for the Mariners. He's got a 5-4-5 ERA. Failed to make it through his uh, five innings in his last start versus Detroit. Four earned runs allowed. And these Twins partner versus lefties are starting to look like the team that we saw versus lefties, at least. Overall, they've still got some holes. they still got some issues. But they are starting to tear the cover off the ball against lefties like we saw the last couple of years. Last 10 versus lefties. 302 batting average. 338 OBP. 6.16 runs per nine. That is starting to look a little bit more familiar. I am taking the first five because, like I said, they do still have some holes, and that bullpen has been a little sketchy for me lately. Uh, But the Mariners' last 10 versus righties, I mentioned it earlier, cold, 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 219 batting average, 4.83 runs per nine over their last 10 versus righties. And at home, in first five runs, they are dead last at home with 1.9 in the first five. Uh, While these twins actually are fourth in the MLB on the road in first five runs, 2.87. So, all in all, I like Maeda get a, to get a bounce back here. Even if he doesn't, I like the Twins to absolutely destroy Marco Gonzalez here in these first fives. And I don't even think he makes it to the fifth inning partner. I would have to agree with you. I kicked the tires on this one a little bit. Um, wasn't my favorite play of the day, yeah. but I do like uh, the side that you have. I like Maeda to bounce back off the okay. IL. Right, I was going to say, right I know you're not it. a huge Maeda fan, so I was thinking that might be the issue. Yeah, it's a little, that was kind of the issue. At least but, his, uh, yeah, early on in the season, he had some issues, some shakiness, yeah. but I think that can be attributed to his, uh, uh, I believe it was an abductor strain. Yeah, uh, and then you got Marco uh, Gonzalez on the opposing bump. Uh-huh. I, I just can't put money on him. Right. I, I can't trust him, right. so. I think uh, you're spot on there with all that analysis, my friend. So one, two, three, and four. I appreciate it. And so do the kind folks that tuned in. So if you are rocking with our mags, we'll be sure to uh, cap recap all of his his best bets of the day here very shortly. However, uh, if you got them now, make sure you hammer them as soon as you can. Get them in on your favorite sports book at whatever the current best line is. But moving right along without any hesitation or delay, no stopping. Here we go. Second half of the first segment of the day. It is time. 
for my best bets of the day on episode number 58, this beautiful June 14th, 2021. We are halfway through June, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? We're about to be halfway through the year of 2021. That's wild. Let that sink in for just a second, but not too long. Let's get into my best bets of the day. All right. For the first play I got, and you better not call me a homer, even though you see it across my chest. First play, I am taking the Chicago Cubs money line. And let me tell you why. My boys are hot, hot, hot. I said it at the top of the show. They're coming off a three-game sweep of the Cardinals. They're NL Central rivals this past weekend, and I don't think anything's going to slow them down, most notably this Mets team and David Peterson. Now, if you didn't listen to me last week, I told you David Peterson is the worst pitcher in this Mets starting Mm -hmm. rotation. But let me dive into this pitching matchup just a little bit more for you. You got Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Cubs, and then obviously David Peterson on the mound for the Mets. Now, Arrieta, surface number-wise, has not been good this season. He has not been classic Jake Arrieta. He's left a lot to be desired. However, in his last few starts, he's really started to get get a little bit more of himself found towards the end of May, going into June. I really like some of the performances he has put up. And also, most notably, his uh, most recent outing was one of the best ones of his season so far. He went five innings, four hits, six Ks, a walk, and one earned run against San Diego, who a lot of people expected uh, San Diego to beat up on Arietta all day long, and he didn't let that happen, which was awesome. He also has also also has faced, well, that's a mouthful, uh, these Mets already one time this season. He did struggle a little bit with control and command. However, he was pretty dominant across the board. He went five innings against the Mets with only three hits, four Ks, three walks, and one earned run. The Cubbies did win three to one back on April the 20th. 420 blaze it. And uh, one final thought here. Arietta has been actually quite solid versus the Mets in his career, mm-hmm. allowing a 228 batting average with a 274 OBP and a 591 OPS. So you absolutely okay. love to see that. Some other thoughts on Peterson. Uh, I already told you, should have listened to me last week. Uh, he is real, real bad. He actually pitched in that matchup against the Orioles that I took the Orioles on. And in that matchup, he went two and two thirds innings, allowed eight hits, f- had four Ks with a walk, and had four earned runs. The Orioles absolutely destroyed him. And I love the Cubbies to do the exact same thing to him. He hasn't been good all season long in his 10 starts, 47 innings pitched, 1-5 in record with a 6.32 ERA, 53 Ks with 21 walks. He's got a 273 batting average allowed with a 357 OBP, 860 OPS, and a 1.51 whip. He has not been anything that you should put your money on, let me tell you that. Not to mention, the Cubs are ninth in the NL with a 312 OBP and fourth in the NL with a 723 OPS. They are crushing the ball right now. And versus lefties in their last five, my Cubbies have a batting average of 308 with an OBP of 308 and are scoring 6.75 runs per nine innings. This Cubbies team is hot, 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 hot. Give me all of them. 20 and 6 straight up, last 26 meetings between the Cubs and Mets. 7 and 0, last 7 meetings in New York. 6 and 2 straight up are the Cubs, last 8 versus a lefty. 19 and 7 in their last 26 games overall. Not to mention 17 and 4 straight up in their last 21 games versus a pitcher with a whip above 1.30. 
and the Mets. Two and five straight up last seven versus the NL Central. One and four straight up in Peterson's last five starts. And 0 and four straight up following a Peterson start where in his last appearance, he allowed four runs or more. Give me all of my cubbies on the money line today. I think I'm uh, I think I'm gonna have to ride with you, my man. Uh, I'm definitely definitely down to bet against David Peterson. I'm definitely down to bet on the Cubs versus the lefties right now. The only thing that uh, even uh, makes me hesitate a little bit. I know you said Arietta is better than his surface numbers, and I would agree with you. Uh, that would be the one thing that's gonna you know keep me a little. Have me a little bit slower to smash that in with you, but I think I'm going to smash it in with you. Yeah, you know, I don't mind you. I know Jake's surface numbers haven't been the greatest, but I think he is uh, turning a corner here. After that start last week, though, that's definitely helping me After the start last week, especially against these Mets, and especially after his one start against the Mets already this season. Right. um, I absolutely love it here today. So there's my first bet of the day. Now... Moving right along, second best bet of the day. Here we go. I am taking the Toronto Blue Jays. First five run line plus a half. Now, the Blue Jays have found their bats, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. They were getting a little bit cold there, but the whole lineup is back to crushing the ball, and they destroyed the Red Sox yesterday and have been having their way with their pitching, whether it's the starting rotation or their bullpen. I think they come right back into this game geared up, ready to score more runs and really put away one of their most heated division rivals. Now, as far as the pitching matchup goes, it looms really heavy for me. Alec Manoa on the mound for the Jays and Nathan Eovaldi on the mound for the Red Sox. Manoa, he hasn't had an opportunity to face Boston yet, so I actually see him being pretty pumped up to face this division rival and come out with a pretty, pretty solid outing. Uh, He did have one rough outing, but he has been solid so far overall. Three starts, 14 and a third innings pitched. 1-0 record, 3.14 ERA with 16 Ks, only seven walks, 295 OBP, and a 1.19 whip. So he's been pretty doggone good, and if it wasn't for that outing against Miami, uh, I think that he would be just fine, and I think that he continues to stay dominant it here. Now for Eovaldi, he's been good, but not spectacular. And he's not really somebody that I'm trying to put my money on against the Blue Jays. And I'll tell you why. In his 10 starts, he's gone 72 and a third innings with a 7 and 3 record, 4.11 ERA, but a 314 OBP and a 711 OPS and a 1.29 whip. So it's starting to climb up a little bit there with that whip. And the Blue Jays versus Eovaldi in his career, dominant. 327 batting average, 360 OBP and a 987 OPS. It is going to be a day for these Blue Jays hitters and the first five innings in the last two games since they have played the Red Sox or these two teams have played each other in the last two days. Toronto won both the one yesterday 13 to 3 and the one the day before 6 to nothing. That trend continues. Blue Jays stay hot. We might have another play coming out of this matchup. Yeah, my man, this is uh without a doubt my favorite pick of yours of your five picks. I think that Blue Jays offense is uh as you mentioned it, they found their bats, they are alive. They absolutely destroyed the Red Sox this uh this weekend. And the Red Sox offense, you didn't really mention it. Did it kind of left a little bit to de- to be de- desired i don't know how much they could have done this weekend because they had some blowouts there but uh all in all that red Sox offense wasn't really uh you know putting up a ton of runs this weekend 
No, not uh, not a ton at all, and I think that trend continues here as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, first things first, man. I am uh, really bummed right now too. Uh, if we are having stream issues, I am so sorry. I I don't know if it's something uh, with the with the internet with something. I'll try and get it figured out here after I get through my best bets. But uh, hang tight, hang solid, uh, stay with us. Here we go, moving along. Third best bet of the day. <clears throat> My one of two NBA plays of the day, I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks plus three. Now, I'm not surprised the 76ers are favored <clears throat> coming off of a great game against them in this last one, um, but I thought it would be a little bit closer. I thought it would be like a minus plus minus one and a half type game here. I think the Hawks have a lot better chance than the books are giving them or the public really has a perception of. They already beat the 76ers once in Philly, and I really think that they have another opportunity to at least get one at home. I've been saying it since this series started that I think the Hawks at least get one at home. This is their opportunity. If they don't get it done tonight, it's done in five. They're going back to Philly, and it is over with. So some key things I'm looking at. I do love the money line. However, I'm just going to take them plus three. Give me the extra points with a potential outright win, but I will definitely take the points. Key trends I'm looking at. Philly is 0-5 ATS their last five after scoring 125 points or more in their previous game. So it's a real big letdown spot for them here and the public's backing them heavy. I think that is a uh, continuous trend for them here tonight. They're 13-27-2 ATS in their last 42 road games versus a team with a winning home record. Philly is 4-9-1 ATS in their last 14 games versus a team with a winning straight-up record overall. Atlanta, 4-1 ATS their last five home games versus a team with a road-winning record. 7-3 ATS their last 10 overall. The Hawks are also 20-7 ATS their last 27 home games, not to mention 5-2 in their last seven as a home dog ATS. And Philly is 1-6 ATS in the last seven meetings in Atlanta. They got lucky, covered that spread. I love the Hawks to cover it tonight. Atlanta's getting 21% of the bets currently with a beautiful 40% of actual money wagered on the game. I love that to continue to kick up here today. Give me the free points with a potential cover, but I will gladly take the plus three. I, uh, you know, I'm not confident enough to show you down on it, but uh, I am actually on the other side of this matchup. I uh, I think that Philly defense has uh, figured out some uh, some things there with the Hawks. So I uh, I'm not gonna not gonna be riding with you on this one, partner. Like I said, not confident enough to show you down, but uh, you know might be sprinkling a little bit of a half uh, half unit action. Maybe on the Sixers money line. I got burned by a minus three three and a half last week, so I might be flipping it to the Sixers money line this time. Around. We'll see what happens, but I really like the Hawks who at least pull. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, they got to get one in front of yeah, the home that's fans. That's fair. No. And, uh, if they don't tonight, it, it's it's a it's a rap show for sure. Yeah, so that's fair. Either they cover it or not, and uh, Philly not being good in Atlanta historically, mm-hmm. I love that. So hey Zach, thank you very much. Good uh, good to hear everything's good. Thank goodness. Uh, maybe it's just my uh, my website lagging here. Who knows? But moving along, fourth Beth Beth bet fourth <laughs> best bet of the day. See, you never know what you're going to get here at the TTL Pod. That's the most beautiful part of it. But here we go. I am taking. The Colorado Rockies, first five plus a half. They are playing the San Diego Padres, but I have found some serious value here. Now, the Rockies are coming off a brutal six-game stretch all on the road, and we all know they have not been good on the road this season. If you've been listening to the TTL pod, we've been telling you they've been killing it at home all season long, and once again, I think the pitching matchup looms really, really large in this game here today. 
Now you have Denilson Lamette on the mound for the Padres and Austin Gomer on the mound for the Rockies. Now Lamette has been solid. He's gone um, pretty, pretty doggone good all, so far all this season. However, we saw him in his last matchup against the Cubs only go five innings with four hits, six Ks and a walk, but allowed four earned runs. The Cubbies ended up winning that game seven to one. Uh, it was pretty, pretty brutal. And I think this might be a trend that continues here with Lamette. I think he has really not shown his true version of himself. And I think this is the true version of himself. Now, why do I say that? Because his ERA has only continued to trend up over the course of the last three months. In April, he put up an 0 for ERA. But then in May, 3.00. And now into June, a 5.00 ERA. So it's only continued to trend up for him. And I think it continues to trend up even more here. Uh, and not to mention, Lamette holds a 4.50 ERA at Coors Field so mm. far this year. Uh, so I am not trying to back him at Coors, but I will back Austin Gomber, who has been somebody that the Rockies can really, really lean on here as of late in May and June to keep them in some of these tight games at Coors Field. He's had nine starts so far, gone 68 and a third innings, five and five record with a 3.95 ERA. That is a touch inflated. It would be a lot lower if it wasn't for a few early season games where he got a little beat up, but he has been so, so good and dominant lately that I absolutely cannot imagine not backing him at home. He's got 71 Ks with only 23 walks, a 277 OBP and a 1.13 whip. Give me all of Gomer, who against the Padres in his career has a 157 batting average allowed, 289 OBP and only a 5 one three OPS against these Padres. So he has pitched extremely well. And I mentioned the ERA problems for Lamette. Gomer's getting better in the ERA department. April 665 ERA, May 315 ERA, and now into June 0.82 ERA. Gomer is starting to find himself, ladies and gentlemen. And he has a 1.33 ERA at Coors Field this season and holds a 0.79 ERA against these Padres this season. Give me all of Austin Gomer in, uh, and the Rockies to, at the bare minimum, have this game at 0-0 or 1-1 or potentially even get this one outright. But I will gladly take the half run to give me a little bit of a backing because I do see this one being low scoring and end up being tied. So give me all of the Rockies here. First five plus a half on the run line. I think I'm gonna have to ride it with you, my man. I was a little bit more on the fence, and it wasn't even, uh, you know, any type of uh, stats or analytics or any type of bet percentages. It was more so, and I'll admit it, it was more so of a public perception of Padres Rockies. Do I have the balls to back the Rockies today? And uh, you told me I have the balls today. I have the balls, and uh, I'll I'll grow them by uh, within the next hour just or so. I think sla yeah. slapped it on the desk <laughs> is what I just did there. So <laughs> there you have it, my uh, fourth best best bet. Damn, I just Oof. did it again. Holy cow! Fourth best bet of the day. <laughs> now into my fifth best bet of the day. My second NBA play of the day, and my final. Here we go. I'm going to the other matchup between the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers. And folks, I am not buying into public perception. I'm taking the Jazz plus five on the spread. 
the public is pretty doggone quick to forget how damn good this Jazz team has been after one loss where they just didn't come out as dominant as they needed to be against this Clippers team. I have no reason to believe that these Clippers will put up even close to the 132 points that they did before. I think this is much lower scoring and potentially ends in a Jazz outright victory with so much money coming in early on the Clippers. The Jazz are 47 and 33. ATS on the season. This is a minor bump in the road. They have been cover machines. But if you don't believe me, let me give you a couple key trends. The Clippers are 1-7-1 ATS in their last nine after a straight up win of 10 points or more. Letdown game, public perception, thinks they're, they're hot. They found it all of a sudden again. They did it all year long. This is the time they let you down. I think it continues here in the playoffs. They're 1-5 ATS their last six conference semifinal games. They're 1-4 ATS in their last five home games. And the Clippers are 1-4 ATS in their last five home games as a favorite. Now the Jazz, 7-1 ATS their last eight after allowing 100 points or more. 5 and 1 ATS their last 6 playing on one day's rest. The Jazz are 11 and 4 in the last 15 meetings between these two teams and 9 and 4 ATS the last 17 or 13 in LA. Pardon my math. Utah right now getting 39% of bets, but a whopping 52% of the money. Give me all of the jazz on the sharp play to at least cover this spread, if not get the outright win. They are the better team. They are the more dominant team. And I am not riding with the public here today. I'm uh, again, I'm uh, like I, I'm less confident in this one and I'm not confident enough to show you down, but I'm flipping uh, flipping on this one as well, partner. Uh all you, all of what you said is extremely valid, extremely solid analysis, and uh, like I said, not confident enough. But I do. Uh, I've been saying it all season long. When the Clippers their backs against the wall, or when they feel like they need to try, they let you down. No, they're a different team <laughs> than what. Uh, they're a different team than I knew, what the. I knew where the, you were going. I knew where you were They're a different team than what the full slate of uh, you know trends season looks like because, and we saw it last series when their backs against the wall, they figure it out. When their backs were against the wall in Game Three, they dominated, and uh, I think Paul George is the key. I think they're, uh, and I think he's going to show out like he did in Game Three or at least similar to that. And I think their defense and how they slow down Donovan Mitchell is the opposite key. And uh, I think you might see uh, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, added pressure from Kawhi Leonard on the defensive end uh, because uh, sometimes they kind of keep that in their back pocket and don't really unleash him on the defensive end until they really need it. And uh, I think we're going to see that tonight. I don't believe so. I think the Jazz are going to ratchet up that defensive intensity. Uh, travels very, very well for them. And uh, I think the uh, previous game, old game three, was just a blip on the radar. I think the Jazz returned to dominant fashion and uh, at the very least, keep this uh, within a last second bucket game. Give me all five of those points tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. One, two, three, four, five best bets from me today. We've been rocking and rolling right along here. We are uh, just about four. 40 minutes into the show, maybe just a little bit less. Let's not hesitate. Let's not delay. Let's get into the special play of the day, oh, the Monday Madness Parlay. All right. I am so juiced up for this parlay. I can't even begin to explain to you, my friend. Without further ado, we have 
three legs coming at you. I already told you about it a little bit at the top of the show, uh, but the three legs are going to be two MLB and one NHL leg here today. So, partner, wherever you would like to start, wherever you'd like to tip it off, if you'd like to go from the top or if you'd sure. like to go from the bottom, whatever you like, let's lay down the three legs here and now. Alrighty. Yeah, I mean, there's not uh, too much to add on these plays because we've already nailed a couple of them, at least for the first five. Uh, the first leg is going to be the Reds money line on the road versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, already mentioned earlier, but you got Vladimir Gutierrez versus Eric Lauer. I really like this guy, Vladimir Gutierrez, in his young career. He has been really solid. And, uh, you know, the big thing that I like uh, in this one, I already mentioned it, but I'll say it again because it's a big, big trend. On the season versus lefties, Reds were not worth a shit, but the last week or two, they are figuring things out, and they are hitting pretty evenly, still crushing the ball versus righties, and they have picked it up against lefties as well. Um, and like I mentioned it, the other key was that the Brewers are getting pretty hot right now, pretty damn hot, but it's uh, you know against the bottom half of the league, bottom you know, bottom three teams in the <laughs> yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do I think the Brewers are a solid team? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, nine and one straight up last 10 and beyond that is a little bit inflated right now. And uh, the Reds in their own right are playing pretty damn solid baseball right now. So mm. Reds money line tonight versus the Brewers. There you go. First leg, second leg, second MLB leg. We are taking the Toronto Blue Jays money line as well. Now, I already told you pretty much everything that I had on that. Love the pitching matchup. I love the Blue Jays to stay hot at the plate. Vladdy's hitting, Simeon's hitting, Guriel's hitting, Bichette's hitting. It is. Teoscar Hernandez. Hernandez is yeah. hitting. It is, it is a uh, free for all yeah. right now for this Blue Jays offense. And uh, with them being as good as they have against Ivaldi in his career, this lineup. Give me all of the Blue Jays here today, partner. You got anything to add on that leg? Because I sure don't. No, you. we already nailed it. You already nailed it in the first one. Um, that Blue Jays offense is too damn hot right now. And, uh, you know, I said it a tiny bit, but that Red Sox offense isn't exactly, uh, you know, going stride for stride with them as well. Right. So right. Absolutely. So there's the second leg and third and final leg, my friend. The NA- friends, the NHL leg. Here we go. Lone game tonight. My Habs versus the Vegas Golden Knights. We're not going to take a side. I might take a side outside of the pod. You definitely will be taking a side. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> so make sure you stay tuned to my action app for that. However, we're going to go to the game total for this one. And contrary to popular opinion, we are going to go under five and a half goals. Let me tell you a couple key reasons here, though. A um, few things that I'm really looking at in this matchup. Uh, you know, both teams have been putting up a lot of goals. The Habs have been putting up a lot of goals. The Knights have been putting up a lot of goals. No question about that. However, the men sitting in net, I believe, are going to really be the key factor here tonight. You got Carey Price in net for the Habs and then Marc-Andre Fleury in net for the Golden Knights. Those guys have been standing on their foreheads for this entire Stanley Cup playoff uh, length or series or whatever you want to say at this point. They both have been so doggone dominant. And both defenses for these teams have been really, really good as well. If you look at the teams that they faced, those teams have been great all season but really haven't been scoring. Mm -hmm. The most 
most notably Vegas limiting the Colorado Avalanche yeah. and the Habs limiting uh, not only the Winnipeg Jets, but also the Toronto Maple Leafs. So these defenses are a lot more solid than they get credit for. And these goalies, everybody knows the names of these goalies. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, this under has some serious, serious value. And I think because of how much these teams have scored offensively lately, that the public is going to rush to hit that over five and a half. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better, man. I mean, as you said it all postseason, but especially the last week or two here, the last four or five games of both of those series, they've just been dominating on defense and, uh, you know, as a goal tender right. on each side. So I am right there with you. I'm Huge. saying a little 2-1, 3-1 action one way or the other. Absolutely. I could not agree more on that score prediction. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Monday Madness Parlay. Now, this is a juicy sucker. What did you say it was? It is paying out over 7 to 1, right around uh, plus 720 for three legs. So you're getting two dogs and then the under right about minus 130. Yeah. Uh, So some serious, serious value on this parlay. But if you missed any of it, if you're just joining us, if you just clicked on over to this part of the uh, show, the YouTube video, whatever the case might be, and you didn't get all of the best bets of the day, let's go ahead and do you a favor. Jump into those real quick. But before we do, get out your favorite sports book right now. If you aren't in a legalized betting state, don't know how you found us and are listening to us if you aren't. But if you are, thank you so much. We appreciate you more than you know. Get out your pens and paper. Maybe you can write them down and then put them in with your bookie later. But let's get into today's best bets of the day. Mr. Riley White, if you could be so kind. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If you could turn <laughs> right in my face. If you could turn Riley White has uh, had a rough start to it's Monday, Monday, baby. It's Monday. Here we go. So turn your attention to the left side of your screen. Our mags picks for today. He is taking the Cincinnati Reds first five run line plus a half. The Kansas City Royals first five money line. The Oakland A's first five money line. And to wrap things up, his fourth and final pick of the day, the Minnesota Twins first five money line. Shift your attention to the right side of the screen if you could be so kind. For my picks of the day, I am taking my Cubs on the money line, the Toronto Blue Jays' first five run line plus a half, the Atlanta Hawks plus three, the Colorado Rockies' first five run line plus a half, and the Utah Jazz plus five. There you have it, our nine best bets of the day. And in the bottom right corner, now you have the Monday Madness special play of the day, Toronto Blue Jays full game money line, Cincinnati Reds full game money line, and the under five and a half goals in Montreal Canadiens versus Vegas Golden Knights. Parlay those up for some juicy right around plus 700 to 720 odds. And let's get a nice special play to the window to start this week off hot. I'm uh, I'm right there with you, my man. How ten about plays, uh, ten plays to start your Monday, boys and girls? We yeah. got a card today. How about a double digit plus uh, plus double digit units today? How about uh, that? I like the sound of that, yeah. and uh, the way things are looking over yonder, I think we got a pretty, not over here, not over here, <laughs> not over here, over there. Uh, over here. Way looking over yonder, uh, we got a pretty damn good shot at doing that. Some serious value coming coming here. So get those bad boys locked in. But uh, might as well do it. As always, you know the deal. Lock them in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get these best bets of the day from the TTL crew in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Now, if you notice down there uh, in the bottom left-hand corner, we got the crowd favorite, the always popular, the all-knowing 
Moneyline Dice. Told you MLB roll today at the top of the show. Now you see it. We're going to the matchup between the Pittsburgh P-Roots and the Washington Natitudes. Very excited about this matchup because it is really close. And uh, the pitching matchup, I know Lester's on the mound for the Nats. Who's on the mound for the Pirates? JT Brubaker. Okay, so two guys who have let up a lot of earned runs, uh, so could be quite interesting. But let's get into today's money line dice roll of the day. Third segment of the day. All right, going to have to do a little little, little bit of action here, Mm -hmm. okay? So first things first, let me get out the dice. Let me send you guys a quick reminder so we can get it out of the way now so you guys don't have to hear me say it later. You want your own Moneyline Dice. This is the first time you've ever heard about Moneyline Dice. Anything of that order or you just want to roll right alongside the doggone TTL crew and Moneyline Dice, head on over to MoneylineDice.com. It is the second link that you can find in this show's description. And uh, we also put the code in there for you so you can get a nice little discount. When you get to your checkout, uh, you can obviously see it down there in the bottom. Uh, But when you get to your checkout, make sure you enter code TTL10 at checkout and you're going to get 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. Crispy, smooth Mm -hmm. dice. They help you to ease your mind, not rack your brain when you're trying to search for trends and analysis and you just can't find them. Roll the dice. Take the ease or ease your mind. Take the pain off of yourself and put it on the dice. Let them choose for you and run some tickets to the window because these babies are hot. They should be painted red for crying out loud. So go to MoneylineDice.com, code TTL10. All right, here we go. The dice have made their way to the studio. Now Looking I gotta, good dice. I gotta get a good. little something something set up here. Okay. Uh, let's see how everything's going. You uh, you take care of that. I'll set the stage here for Please our matchup Please and thank you, sir. That would uh, stop some of yeah. the uh, awkward silence of you yeah, just standing yeah, yeah. watching me do it. <laughs> uh, so as my partner mentioned, JT Brubaker versus John Lester. Brubaker, 4-5, 3. 3.9 ERA. Uh, John Lester left the 0-2-4-1-9 ERA. The Pirates are the underdog in this one, plus 120, with the Nationals coming in at minus 120. Uh, the over-under is looking like a... Uh, let's see, eight and a half over under eight and a half. Um, let's look at some of this money, public money and bets coming in on the Washington Nationals. Seventy-eight percent and seventy-nine percent of bets and money on the Nationals money line. Total is looking like an under for the public and the bets. Fifty-five percent and fifty-seven percent on the under um, percent and money on the under eight and a half. Uh, that spread is not uh, not too bad either. Minus one sixty five, or excuse me, plus one sixty five. Minus one and a half for the Nats. Uh, minus one ninety at plus one. Excuse me, plus one and a half is minus one ninety for the Pirates. So uh, I think this is an interesting one. Obviously, not jumping off the page as far as marquee matchups, but uh, you know, interesting matchup here. I was torn between this one. I wanted to have a little bit of action against John Lester here, but uh, this Pirates team about as uh, about as cold as they come right now, and uh, you know, the Nationals are kind of treading water here. Took uh, you know four game split here with the Giants. Partners getting this thing rocking it's, it's and rolling. It's about there. I think it's about there. I know I'm killing you right no, now you're with ca- all these I'm, words. I'm all good. Uh, while the Pirates looking like at least five losses in a row. So, uh, you know, obviously some tough teams there, Brewers and Dodgers. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. The dice apparently do. I don't know if they're going to double down on something. I don't know if they're going to have two pieces of action here on something. Um, but uh, bad this boy dice roll is going to be a juicy one. So Just restart from the top. All right, here we go. 
Anywho. Partner, this dice roll is going to be the death of us because uh, I am always going to have some faith in the dice here, but they are 13, 19, and 1. Okay. Things have, uh, you know, I believe it was a bit of a bad beat on Friday, if I'm not mistaken, for the dice. Let me see here. We had the Blue Jays-Red Sox matchup, and uh, yeah, the Red Sox actually got it in the last inning and walk-off, I believe, against the dice for the Blue Jays. Had a nice little plus money to finish out the week, but we couldn't get there. And uh, hmm. is it going to happen, or is it going to be a no-go for today? It might be a no-go for today. For some reason, it's uh, it's a little freezy-deezy here. I don't know what... Uh what the issue seems to be, but every time we get it pulled up, it doesn't uh, doesn't seem to want to uh, rock and roll here. So I think that it could, but see, then it just gets a little frozen. Well, folks, uh, in case we don't get this happening here, Colt's going to try one last time, I believe, here. Yeah, one last time. One last time. But uh, we're going to try and get you a nice view here on the table of our dice. So, uh, Oh, you well, know. you just... You ruined it. Okay. <laughs> well, no, you told them what we were doing. Well, I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to happen today. We're going to have to uh, do a little bit of uh, kinks and figuring it out of this shit because it is, uh, it's not wanting to work. I don't know if it's uh, with all the software and everything going as well, uh, if, if what the hell's going on. All right, one last final try here, and if not, we're moving into the Moneyline Dice because we are wasting time. So here we go. One final try. All right. One final try. <laughs> what do you got? Nothing. I uh, I can keep chatting about this yeah, matchup, I, mean, I if suppose. At <laughs> if at all. Who knows? Because, uh, yeah, like I said, I was torn in this matchup because I want to take the Pirates because I do believe they have some solid numbers here against John Lester in their career as they have seen him quite a bit when he was in the NL Central. Adam Frazier hitting 368 off of uh, John Lester. Kevin Newman, uh, 350, 7 out of 20. And, uh, you know, then Gregory Polanco, 2 for 17. Brian Reynolds, 1 for 12. So it's a little all over the place. And stop the banner because I got it all figured out. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, do <laughs> live on your screen the ttl hey hey don't uh you ain't gotta show everything now here pal let's uh keep it a little under wraps show the whole damn studio uh so on your screen the table now first things first home or away are we going with the home team washington nationals or the away team pittsburgh pirates in three in two, you will all see it now for the first time live. In one, little slider back. That is the home team, Washington Nationals. Home team, Washington Nationals. So I'm gonna slide. Dice this. almost took out her headphones there, but that's sure gonna be did, all right. That's all right. So there is the first roll of the day. Now coming for the second roll of the day. We are going <laughs> with notifications on the screen yeah, there, but that's maybe, all right. Maybe uh, swipe on those up if you see those, my friend. That'd be kind of cool. So here we go in three, in two, in one for ATS or Moneyline. It's going to be the Moneyline. Moneyline. Money Home line. team Moneyline. So the Nationals Moneyline. Line. there for me if you don't and mind. There you are. And last but not least, the wild card dice. Are we going for 
the same thing? Are the dice doubling down on the Nationals' money line? Will they tell us to re-roll the whole thing, or are they going to skip it all and just go for the total? We will all soon find out in three, in two, in one. Home oh, money, line. money line. Doubling down. Ladies and gentlemen, Once again. this is officially the third day in a row that the dice have Look doubled down. The dice have spoken! Now you have it. There you have it. For the first time you've ever seen it live because my partner decided to show you the entire TTL Production Studios. Gave you a nice whole pan. You now see where we're from. There you go. There you have it. Outside of that, if you want to take a guaranteed ticket to the window today, there you see it. Doubled down. Home money line for the Nationals. So one more time. Run that ticket to the window tonight. Nationals. Money line for today's Money Line Dice roll of the day. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate you so much. We can't tell you how much we love your picks. We uh, are really looking forward to running one to the window today. Let me get everything closed out here so we don't have any outstanding issues or things such as that. All right, there we go. One more time for the best bets of the day. We'll just quick touch on it. There you go. So you can see it one more time in case you missed anything. Our mags picks, my picks, the Monday Madness Parlay. And now the money line dice roll of the day. Washington Nationals money line doubled down by the money line dice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get these dice put away. Uh, nice. Thank and you, nice. Here in the doubling down handy travel bag. When you know, you know, I guess. I suppose when you know, you know. I guess. That's for sure. Moneyline Dice doubling down right now. All right. There you have it. There you go. Well, that's about all we have for the first half of today's show. Mag's best bets, my best bets, the special play of the day, all the analysis and trends in between, and now the crowd favorite Moneyline Dice have officially spoken on today's show. We got nothing else for you in those gambling departments. So if you're one of the kind folks who just stops by the daily episodes uh, for our best bets analysis and everything in between, that's a wrap on the first half of the show. And if you're about to head out of here, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday. But come on back fast now and we'll see you on tomorrow's show because we got more sports books to bankrupt and we need your help doing it one play at a time. So see y'all later. Peace and love. But for those of you sticking around for the second half of today's show, let's drop it on down into first gear, kick it on back a little bit, and talk some shit. Ooh, baby. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for today's Rants and Reactions. And boy, oh boy, do we have a weekend of ranting and reactions uh ranting and reacting to get into rather uh first things first i'm just gonna get it out of the way because i'm really looking forward to it and uh have been uh, obviously if you didn't listen to friday's show you won't know how excited i was for it but it lived up to all the hype yes it did ufc 263 my Mm -hmm. friend uh first uh first kind of thoughts anything in your head anything you uh, you uh stuck out in your mind I mean, the top three are obviously the last three fights really, uh, you know, resonated with me. Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain to some of the older or the previous matchups. One of the ones that I was most excited for, actually, before we dive into the big ones, uh, Drew Dober, Brad Rydell. Mm. 
That was a scrap and a half, my man. Yeah, it was. And uh, it uh, did not disappoint. Ooh. That one was, uh, aside from the top three, that was probably the one I was looking forward to the most. I Brad Riddell got the finish, correct? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Well, uh, he didn't get the finish. So. He got the decision. Decision, okay. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. Like I said, uh, the top about? three overshadowed me because uh, a lot of good fights. A lot of damn good fights and uh you know even outside of those top three my man was there any aside from the one i just mentioned outside of the top three that you really really enjoyed <laughs> oh boy Which one i should so say? uh yeah brad riddell did get the unanimous decision right. um jamal hill versus paul craig uh first and foremost great news to hear that jamal hill's arm was oh, not yes. broken yes. But dislocated, they popped it back in a socket, and he has full range of motion. If you didn't see that, he was in a full yeah. arm triangle, and his arm was doing this when he was getting punched, except it was going all the way back the other way. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly messed up. And whoever that ref was, uh, I watched the post-fight presser, but apparently, if you're a UFC fan, he is the Mazagati of Arizona. So... Uh, basically, everybody knows Steve Mazagati to be a complete piece of trash in the octagon, and he's blown a lot of, lot of, lot of critical UFC yeah. fights. I, you might not even know about him because he hasn't I, been yeah, in the yeah, UFC really. for a very long time. Dana hates him, and in the post-fight press, he was like, oh, so this guy was Arizona Steve Mazagati, and everybody just started dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that fight was really interesting. Another one uh, that really stuck out in my mind that I really, really liked um, was the uh, the Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz fight. Yeah. But something I wanted to hit on that one was the very end. Mm-hmm. It almost seemed to me that Nate wasn't supposed to win that fight. He caught Leon so clean and Le- Leon was out on his feet. Mm-hmm. He was seeing cobwebs. He yeah. was out. And instead of swarming on him, Nate pointed, laughed, and then proceeded to just pepper him up for the rest of the fight. There was something wrong with that. You think so? I would say there was something there. That doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. Interesting. Because he, he had him, man. I woke up Sunday morning still chapped about that. Yeah, I wanted it bad, too. You, so you're going, you're leaning there. I'm not disagreeing with you by any means. I, In my head, he just didn't realize that he stunned him like that. That's and maybe you're maybe you're right, but it is Nate Diaz. And it's Nate Diaz. Yeah, that's like, fair. I mean, come on. I and you, yeah, because he he touched him up for the you know the best fucking uh, yeah the I think he got him with the Stockton slap on the right and then yeah. caught him with the left left jab. Punch. Yeah, it was nasty. It, it was, was real nasty. nasty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, in my head, he just didn't realize that uh, that he wobbled him like that, at least to that extent. So I hope because he was half bent over uh-huh. with his eyes as big as saucers, looking at Nate. Figure, oh wow. boy, would that have been one of the craziest flips at the end of a fight in history? No, you've never seen the Czech Congo versus Pat Barry fight. Okay. Absolutely. Maybe not the one, but like up there. Up there. Up there for sure. But that one just came to my mind. If you guys have never seen that, and I suggest you watch it too, partner. Check Congo versus Pat Berry. Check Congo puts Pat Berry out twice. Pat Berry wakes back up twice and proceeds to put out Check Congo. It is fucking insanity. Okay. One of my favorite fights of all time. Two heavyweights. Pat Berry is Rose Namajunas' husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and Czech Congo hasn't fought in the UFC. No, I know Czech Congo. Yeah, Yeah, Czech Congo, just a 
force of a human yeah. being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you have that. And then, so, uh, well, before we leave off that, are we seeing another long layoff for Nate Diaz or yeah. is he getting right back yeah, into he's, it? He's not getting back into it. And okay. He can talk all he wants, but the UFC is only going to offer him so much and uh, he's not going to take any of the low level fights. Yeah. And there's nothing that you can do from here. I mean, he did. I mean, maybe somebody mm-hmm. in the top 10, but I couldn't tell you right now. Right. I mean, Dana had nobody in mind. Right. Even Nate didn't have anybody in mind when right. he was asked, if what where do you go from here, Nate? Now, I'm, I don't know. I'm just. You think he becomes a gatekeeper around. or something like that? No, Nate, no. Well, Nate won't do that. I don't that. think so he's either. Not a, he's not a journeyman. He's right. not going to be somebody just get his ass pounded in and stack on losses think, to yeah, his pretty pristine so. career record. So I don't know. Uh, the other huge one for me, one I talked about all on Friday's pod, Viva Mexico! Brandon Moreno, baby! Brandon Moreno looked like a stone-cold yeah. killer and took out a stone-cold killer. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. DeVason Figueredo is a bad, oh, bad yeah. man. And the fact that Brandon Moreno did what he did to him proves that Brandon Moreno is every bit he said he is from the last fight, and he is going to blow up internationally. Mark my words. Yeah. Mark my words. He's one of the nicest champions in, yeah. in the UFC right no now. Quite. You could tell, even after the fight, you could tell that, and I you know, I follow them a little bit, but if you hadn't already followed them and you just saw that, you could already tell that. Right. Um, and uh, we're definitely getting a rematch of this one uh, within the year, or within the I, yeah. calendar year, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, you have to have a rubber yeah, match yeah, after yeah. a draw. Well, I, I mean, honestly. Was a draw, well, know, and Figueredo defended the title for four or five fights. Yeah. So you kind of have to give him that out of respect, the yeah. rematch. There's that, too. So we could possibly see that. But, I mean, with how dominant Moreno was, if he trains I'm the take same him again. way. I, I'm going to take will, him again. I will guarantee take him again yeah. uh, as well. Other than that, um, I mean, a lot of good fights up and down the card there was a lot of uh just kind of unanimous decisions a lot a lot a lot oh i uh, told you about it terrence mckinney with a one two jab cross down the shoot that put matt favola on his ass seven seconds into the fight mm-hmm. i told you about that on friday you do not blink on terrence mckinney hopefully t's and p's his knee is not uh blown up past oblivion right. uh he was doing a little celebrating there we've seen it so many times with guys celebrating coming down off the cage and pew there goes the knees so yeah he knew it right away but he said he just needed a little stretch i think that was just playing it off i think he might have some serious acl mcl issue they mm-hmm. haven't said anything yet but we'll see what happens there uh Bala- 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 muhammad oh. getting back on top yeah Bilal muhammad was back. dominant against yeah. damian maya i mean damian maya obviously is getting way up there he's an old dog at this point but Bilal, after that eye poke uh, in his last fight against Leon Edwards, he came back and he was dominant, my friend. Well, so do you, do you think Leon gets a big, big shot here, or do we see uh, a rematch between those guys coming up? I think you see Leon and Bilal go yeah. again. I th- I think so. Especially because Bilal looked really, really good. <clears throat> yeah, he, he, looked he, really looked, good. he looked extremely well, and for uh, for him to not get that rematch, I mean, right. especially with how it ended, it just wouldn't yeah. make sense. So, right. And then from there, I mean, obviously, Colby is next in line um or no that's that they're in 185 i'm sorry um i'm getting getting ahead of myself and getting into uh 170 kamar mm-hmm. usman uh some other big stuff coming up there too so we'll see actually yeah they are they are welterweight i do believe yeah, before i move on let me just make sure if I, yeah they're welterweight yeah so they're 170 um middleweight's 185 uh, so there you go. There's that action. UFC from the weekend had one hell of a card. Almost cashed my main card parlay. Yeah. Well, I had a couple straights. I mean, I took Izzy. Like I mm-hmm. put like three units on Izzy. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I he had me cracking up, man. It was it was kind of disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, how can but, we not talk about it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you just, you saw it at the end of the fight, the last five seconds of the fight. Uh, Vittori kind of has him in some good, you know, not that serious of a hold. And then, uh, you know, as the fight's ending, is he like fakes like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's hitting him with <laughs> uh, with uh, quad shots. <laughs> Vittori. And then he, he, he had me dying because Vittori... Vittori thought he won the fight. I don't know where he got that from. Uh, and Izzy wasn't really, you know, it wasn't like an, oh, my God, that was amazing type performance from Izzy. He did what he had to do. Yeah, he did what he had to do. And then Vittori at the end, like, hanging on to the, like, final decision like this. And then Izzy's just like. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Are, are you hoping that maybe oh, something man, happens? killing me. I mean, no, he. Because uh, it, it's, it's just his easy. awareness. His awareness is so damn high. He knows. He knew. He knew he had the fight. He knew he, he didn't have everything. to do much in the t- in the last no. round. It's he just, just had to win the point battle. Yeah. And if you listen to Vittori's corner the whole time, uh, Rafael, uh, Rafael Cordero uh, was up his ass. He was like, he is beating you. He is beating your ass. He is he outstriking destroyed you. His fucking he leg. is outpointing you. He, he is beating you on points. You need to get in. You need to go first. You will beat him if you go first. All four, four rounds in a row. The, the Going into the fifth round was the, the only time that he didn't get it. Rafael Cordero was chewing Vittori's ass yeah. and Vittori just wasn't listening he thought he was winning the fight winning with wrestling Vittori's off his ass Vittori, he got his, <laughs> I don't know he the shit out of his leg yeah yeah he really did and that's two fights now that Vittori thinks he won and two think that he's going to be pretty chapped about for the foreseeable future so I don't need to see a rematch of that. no I don't need to see a rematch of that either skip all of that for me moving right along NFL nonsense. We are getting oh so close to the start of the regular season, but a little bit of drama coming out here. Sort of. From kind of the drama king himself. I don't want to say that, but it always seems like something every offseason. Le'Veon Bell says he will never play for Andy Reid again. What's this all about, Magnuson? I don't know, man. He didn't, uh, I was trying to read into it a little bit. He didn't really say why. He said he wished he wouldn't have taken it to social media, which, you know, whatever. You didn't too late. But uh, I don't know, man. And uh, I mean, I have to imagine it has something to do with Le'Veon not really getting the keys to the kingdom like he probably thought he was when he was going to go to Kansas City because he didn't have the biggest role over there. Yeah, yeah. He still probably thinks he's top three running backs in the league, which he's not really quite that anymore. So I have to imagine it's along those lines. If not, and it's something personal or worse than that, that would be really surprising to me because uh, just about everyone that comes through Andy Reid's path yeah. doesn't really have anything like this to say about him. So just a little surprising. A little surprising. Very surprising. Uh, in other news, also, I don't really have much to react about that. Say, just, would you say what I said on the first yeah. part was right? Like maybe he just didn't give him the keys to the kingdom like yeah. he thought he was going to? Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I think that's kind of classic Le'Veon. Like if Le'Veon doesn't get 72 carries a game, he's... Right. Uh, He's just but he was awesome that. in Pittsburgh, and then you know, but running backs grow on trees, and he didn't really account for that. So he's thinking he's gonna, you know, be given, uh, you know, fifty million dollar contract. Well, and he's and also that. he's also no Derrick Henry. Like running backs yeah. have evolved over the last few years, mm-hmm. and he really hasn't evolved himself. Right, he's kind of stayed the same Le'Veon back. Now he's good, yeah, he's sure. he's real good, but. I don't know, Pittsburgh Le'Veon? Maybe not. Maybe maybe he's not the classic. And if Andy Reid saw that, I mean, they, they got to the Super Bowl again. Right. Now, granted, they lost it. It's incredibly hard to repeat. We all know that, but they lost it. So I, I 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's a lot of speculation around that that you could p- potentially go into a pretty deep rabbit hole, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. See if Le'Veon lands anywhere else or lands uh, somewhere again. Who knows? He's uh, he's kind of on the RB carousel now. I mm-hmm. I kind of see that because a lot of teams are finding their number one guys. So yeah. We'll see what happens there. Uh, other news, Mr. Julio Jones looking quite swell in that mm-hmm. navy and baby blue down there in Nashville. Yep. Number two. Number two, running some real tight, nice routes. Uh, hey, watch out, AFC South. Yeah. I think uh, I think the Titans are coming out of nowhere. and We're going to see some serious battles between the Titans and Ravens this year, especially after all the nonsense that happened last year. You know, I got the Colts in that division still, so. Okay. You hey. know I do. Wow. Putting a lot of stock on old Carson Wentz, huh? Nah, the rest of the team. Oh, okay. rest of the squad. Okay. And so Carson, just enough from Carson Wentz. Just enough for Carson. So who's scoring? Uh, they've got uh, they got a very good defense, and they've got a very good offensive line. So offensive line trick plays? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Tight end, uh, you know, offensive tackle at the goal line, that type of stuff. You heard it here first. The (laughs) Indianapolis Colts are going to this year's Super Bowl on offensive line trick plays per Riley Magnuson. There you have it. Today's hot take of the day. That's about it for NFL. Moving right along into the MLB. Nothing crazy, nothing wild, but big news. My Cubbies coming off of the 3-0 and sweep against the Cardinals this uh, past weekend. Last night's game, uh, Kimbrell gave me a little bit of uh, sweat there at the end. I had the Cubs minus 1.5. They were only up 2-0. Thought he might have give up one, but then he turned to the heat and absolutely gassed uh, the rest of that Cardinals lineup. Sat down Arenado, sat down O'Neal, and then I don't remember who he sat down. So it was absolutely beautiful. I know you, partner, being a Southsider, you're also pretty excited this uh, this upcoming week here. Wheels are turning, weekend, baby. Huh? Wheels are turning. First Another in the AL sweep. Central. Uh, game, uh, half a game behind the best record in baseball. Okay. Half a game behind okay. those Tampa Bay Rays, who they will be facing tonight. <clears throat> Lance Lynn, Tyler Glasnow tonight. That's, that's a hell of a matchup. A matchup and a half. I am very excited for that. So uh, Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a matchup there, kid. Got to beat the teams you got to beat, like these Tigers the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, I would say you have more right to be excited, given a big sweep against a good team like the Cardinals, but a sweep is a sweep nonetheless. Well, not to mention, I tweeted it out last night, and actually I didn't say it in my analysis. I, I was going to, but the Cubs are six. 16 and 2 against some of the best teams in baseball. 5 and 1 against the Cardinals, 5 and 1 against the Pods, 3 and 0 against the Dodgers and 3 and 0 against mm. the Mets. What about the uh what about the Giants? I'm not sure. Mm. Not very good. Mm. Not very well mm. at all. Mm. Uh rough day for the uh for the pitching rotation mm. uh mm. And, and when we went to there. Mm. But uh took care of business for the uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the rest of them. Those other those other numbers are still yeah, solid. It doesn't they're, matter. They're the best bullpen in baseball right yeah. now, arguably. So I, I I have no qualms. This team is so fun to watch. I love the Cubs right now. It is a blast and a half. And now the federal landmark is rocking. I mean, it is stuffed seat to seat and there's not an open uh, not an open one in the whole joint i mean mm-hmm. it is rocking i can practically hear it from my place for crying out loud I mean, yeah i don't know what the deal the socks are doing full capacity starting on june 24th or something like that i don't know I why they right. are delayed <clears throat> compared to the cubs i don't understand why that's happening but uh because they suck <clears throat> i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> so there you have it uh cubs and socks will uh we're kind of planning uh time for us old mags has got to a game uh trying to plan a time for us to get to a game together so uh maybe we'll have some content coming out if we can get a game uh under the on the radar here that we can get to so we'll see uh stay tuned for that we might be uh, telling you we got a game coming up uh let's see what is going on uh, in the chats here just real quick uh yeah exactly i uh, already talked about the ufc but yes <laughs> that is so true i mean it was ridiculous i don't know why uh why he went to uh did not go for the kill and then uh yes sir tighten up my friend i am all about the titans this year i, I don't know i might do a little sprinkling on uh at least afc south champions but maybe AFC champions overall. Okay. They got a hell of a roster this year. So we'll see what's going on. Uh, moving on, NBA action, ladies and gentlemen. We got uh, some good games coming at you tonight. 76ers, Hawks, and Jazz Clippers. Should be two uh, tightly contested contests, as uh, all the media personalities like to say. I think both of these games are going to come down to a, a final few buckets here at the end, and uh, both dogs have extreme value here on the lines tonight. But I know you're contrarian to me. You're siding more with the public in this one. That's basically what the entire public is thinking, is both favorites to stay dominant and destroy. But I think that uh, both dogs here shouldn't be dogs and uh, some good value, but some good damn good lines. But uh, over the weekend... Had even even better games. I mean, the yeah. games are starting to heat up now. They are starting to heat up. Finally, we had a nice stretch or a bad stretch where they, uh, after a quarter and a half, it was a pretty quick turnoff on ninety percent of these damn games. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Bucks Nets series, I said it at the beginning of the playoffs. Whoever's winning that is winning the title. Right. And now things are getting pretty fucking interesting. Kyrie stuff. I would so, not yeah. be shocked. I would be shocked if he comes back in this series. Actually, yeah, I I definitely would be shocked to see him at least make an appearance for this series. I don't know, man. He turned that thing bad. Yeah, Rachel bad. Nichols posted a picture of it, and I mean, his foot was completely on the side, and his yeah, leg was, was straight up. I mean, it was really, really bad. So I don't know now. I you think can kind of go been, down the uh, rabbit hole. Does this speed up the timetable for James Harden's return? I think so. Or what What are we seeing there? Is this just going to be I mean, KD I, just splash yeah. city easy money maker? I think they can hold some weight and uh, you know try and steal this next game just with KD. I think they lose two out of three games if it's only KD. Yeah. But like you said, and I said it yesterday, I do think this speeds up James Harden timetable. I think they might have been babying him a little bit, especially after the first couple of games sure. where it looked like they were going to walk to a series win yeah. and they didn't really need him. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's, uh, you know, could be do or die, I'm not going to say this next game is must win, but if he's not back this next game, I think he'll be back the first time it's a uh, elimination game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you, I mean, you, you have to, if you if you don't, you lose, then you're done. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Three-headed monster, man, and like they were running with the two-headed monster. Now it's down to yeah. one. I, and, with, uh, just as a two-headed monster, I think they take care of this series. Obviously, if they get off three, then I think it's a wrap. But if it's only one, it's still going to be Katie's a bad, bad man. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that Bucks, uh, that Bucks defense 
figured something out the last couple of games though. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, I was super high on them. I cashed the uh, spread, the money line and the under yesterday. Mm-hmm. So went three and oh out of that matchup alone. So that was huge. I, I once again faded the public. I mean, this this it's what it's coming down to now at the NBA playoffs. You just gotta look into trends, you gotta see what's happening. You can't continue to make the same bets over and over and over again, which is what I'm not doing here today, ladies and gentlemen. Fading the ye old public. Uh but other than that, um the Suns I mean, there's really not even much that we can say about them. They dominated the mess, yeah. the mess out of, um, wow, complete blank, uh, complete uh, loss. I know, and I'm just waiting for you to throw it out. I know. Uh, I'll find it. The Denver Nuggets. Yeah, there you go. Just had to uh, find <laughs> it, and I had it in the third filing yeah, tablet yeah, yeah. back there in the head. It was uh, not one of the most pertinent things I needed to know today. But, uh, uh, but they, d- yeah. they dominated the shit out of him. And then, well, I guess a little bit of, dude, dude, what do you think about Jokic getting tossed last night? Bro? Right. Oh, Even horse. if he stays in that game, I don't think it's much different going down no. the stretch. He should not have been thrown out of a playoff game for what he did. I think no. that's pretty soft. That but, was garbage. Uh, it didn't matter. It was yeah. basically putting him out of their damn misery, if yeah. you ask me. And obviously, that's not what their intention was. But that's basically what it was. Yeah. It was interesting to see that guy get heated like that. You don't, he's usually a lovable monster. And uh, obviously, that frustration being down 3 0 and Staring at a fucking Whoa. sweep in the face that uh, had to add to it, but uh, had to add to it. It almost looks like he might not like Booker. There might be a little something between him oh, and Booker fair. because he went over to who did he foul? Uh, his campaign. Campaign. He yeah. went over to campaign, shook his head, put his hand on his head, like, right. hey, like, whatever, bro down shit, whatever, yeah. like, hey, we're all good, peace out. And like, when they announced he was ejected, like, campaign's face was like, man, like, he didn't need to get ejected for right. that. You saw that. But, like, the whole exchange between Booker and Joker, and then Booker was, like, excited when he got ejected. Really? So there might be a little something between yeah. Joker and Booker. And, like, you know, I, I obviously, I'm not an NBA all-star. I can't say anything about it. But from time to time, that attitude does get a little... Let's knock that down a notch or two here, pal. Let's let's just play the game, rely on your stuff, and uh, you ain't always got to be talking shit. I hope there's some bad blood because the NBA needs more of it. It and, does. And uh, this it is does. a matchup, obviously. The Nets, or Nuggets just got swept, so they're toast. But uh, going forward, I don't think it's going to be too much. But, I mean, that's not a dude that I'm going to be wanting to mess around with. Obviously, no. Booker's got to stand up for a guy. But right. uh, Jokic, Denver, uh, Booker came right up to him, and Jokic was like, what are you going to do about it? What are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? Mm-hmm. A little pipsqueak? Yeah, you ain't going to do nothing to yoke it. No. So hopefully, hey, maybe there is a little bad blood. We can have some other stuff to talk about in the future. Some regular but, regular uh, season rivalry for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, no idea. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see what happens there. And then, uh, yeah, lock in for tonight. Uh, that about big does games. it for NBA. We got some big games coming. And then last but not least, heading on over to the ice, NHL. Oh, boy. We had a beautiful game yesterday. My Isles, I actually bet against them because I didn't think they were going to take game one, so I looked stupid. I will not do that tonight. Uh, They took game one, two to one. Absolutely Uh beautiful job by my Isles. And uh, one step closer to my early prediction, Habs versus Isles in the Stanley Cup final. I will continue to stick to Mm -hmm. my guns on that one, ladies and gentlemen. But tonight, you obviously got my Habs versus my Golden Knights. We told you a little bit about it uh, in the under five and a half selection. Uh, I I think this is going to be one of those back and forth, really defense dominating games. And uh, if you like a lot of offense, you're probably not going to see it here tonight. Yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting series, man. Vegas 
well, the Vegas books are backing the Vegas Knights pretty heavily. Minus sure. 460 to take the whole series. Wow. 460. And it's somewhere north of 250, I want to say, tonight. So, actually, if you like the Canadians, but you're a little timid, not terrible odds on the plus one and a half tonight. Not not terrible odds at all. No. But uh, I do not think that the Golden Knights should be anywhere close to above 200-point favorites against the Habs. Uh, are we forgetting that they just swept the Jets? Are we forgetting that they came back from a 3-1 deficit to the Leafs? I mean, the Golden Knights have been decent, but plus 250 for the Habs decent? Give me all of the Habs money line today. I don't even care. I will eat all of the juice. I don't even care. Like, I maybe the plus one and a half just for some backing, but I see it very similarly to the Islanders lightning game yesterday, and they get it in the very end, if not OT, 2-1. I, I don't have much of an, an opinion. As uh, as I've mentioned, I uh, don't have too much insight on NHL stuff. I just, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, so I uh, sit back and watch. But uh, yeah, these, this, I just, I'm, I'm just interested in these odds. Uh, you you can actually... Too uh, fishy, man. Yeah, I mean, even on fishy. FanDuel, if you like the Habs, but you still want a little bit of insurance, you can get some decent odds on, uh, like, plus one and a half. So basically... They can lose in seven, mm. and you can still get some decent odds on that. Um, that seems like a kind of a weird bet to make, but either way, I uh, I don't know if I'll ride you with the Habs tonight, but uh, you know I think I'm just going to sit back and watch and see how this first we'll one see, plays out. We'll see, but uh, I like them at the series uh, to take the series at the very least. If you don't like them tonight, I like them to take the series, but that's way too juicy for me to not at least lay a half a unit on at the very least. I mean, crying out loud, like they have played too damn good to be a plus 200 dog in the Stanley cup playoffs. I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Okay. So, uh, whatever you think books, I ain't falling into the trap. I think the Habs get it done tonight, but, uh, that's the only one on the NHL slate. Nothing else. Big major news coming out of the NHL. So, uh, with that, about does it for today's rants and reactions. Uh, nothing TTL-wise to update you guys on quite yet. Uh, we're still working in the background. Still got stuff coming on the way, and we're just going to continue to grow Talking the Line Sports Media day by day, roll new things out day by day, make it better week by week, month by month, year by year. We're just going to keep rocking and rolling here. So uh, as long as you guys stay tuned, things are just going to continue to change. So little little updates, little things here and there, and uh, just makes the whole macro get bigger and better. And uh, we're just going to kind of shift our attention to some of the micro stuff just to continue to make this bigger and better for you guys. So uh, as always, thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks yes, for yes. Uh, stopping by first thing on Monday here to get, uh, get some bets rocking and rolling. But... Without further ado, let's uh, wrap up, get towards the end of this pod here, this episode, with a little bit of uh, my motivation minutes. Now, I told you at the top, something uh, real special to me, and uh, it actually happened again in my life, and uh, I just had to share a little bit of a message on it and the importance of it in your life. I mean, it, it is so, so crucial to you getting to bigger and better places in your life. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about speaking things into existence and visualization in your life. Now, if you're not really familiar with the concept, it's it's pretty straightforward. Anything that you want in your life, any direction you want your life to go, anything at all, you can attain it and it can come into your life if you speak it into existence. Now, a lot of people might not know, uh, okay, so how do I speak something into existence? All right, for instance, if you want a new car, 
Start debating what it'll take. Start talking about what that car is going to be. What is it going to look like? What's the inside going to be like? How much is it going to cost you? What are you going to have to do to save up the money for it? Every little thing, you just continue to speak it into existence into your life. And it might not be today. It's probably not going to be tomorrow. Hell, it ain't even probably going to be next month. But out of nowhere, if you consistently speak that thing into existence, it is going to fall in your lap when you least expected it. I promise you, it happens every single time. If you can keep the faith, keep believing that, okay, this is going to come. I just need to continue to talk about it and to continue to work it into my life. All right, this is how it's going to feel. This is what it's going to do. This is what it's going to benefit for my life. This is going to be great. You know, one thing I always tell Mags, I always joke around with him. We're obviously small fish in the pond, but I always look at him and this is this is my mindset. This is my mindset thing. Hey man, we're millionaires. They just ain't paid us yet. That's the mindset you should seek to attain. You might not have it yet. You might be at the bottom rung, which we we are very aware that we are, but we are more than prepared to continue to run up the ladder. We will not stop and we speak into existence our future plans, our growth as a company, and everything we have in store every single day. And another key to that, something I do, is visualization visualize that which you want in your life. Back to the car example, what does it truly look like? What will it look like parked in your driveway? Start living your life as if it's already in your life. It might sound crazy and you might feel a little goofy creating an extra parking space in your driveway when you already have two perfectly good vehicles. However, it will start to get you in that mindset and it will start you to see areas in your life that you can grasp or use or attain to get you to that goal or that thing or that car, whatever the case might be. So continue to visualize that which you want, and I promise you it will come into your life. The key to remember, the key to remember is patience. It's not going to come quick. It's not going to come fast, but I promise you it will. You just have to continue to speak it into existence every single day, whether that be a new job opportunity, a new car, a new house, a new relationship. It can be anything. I literally anything. Start speaking it into existence and visualize what it will look like in your life, how it will feel in your life, how your life will change because of it. Live your life as if that thing or that situation has already happened in your life. And watch your life begin to change in that direction. Like I said, it will take some time. You're going to have to be patient. It might not be in the next couple months. But if you continue to speak into existence and visualize out of nowhere, that thing is going to drop in your lap. I promise you. Keep the faith. I Oh, I promise. I can feel it. I can feel the energy right now. I can feel you guys here in this message. Go chase after your dreams. Go get it. Start speaking favor into your life and achieving everything you've ever wanted. Go get success. You know my version. Centered, happy, and fulfilled. Go find your success. Visualize it into your life. Right now is your time. I promise you. I know it's scary. I know it's hard. I know you think it might take a while and it's probably going to. But if you prepare for that, all of your wildest dreams will come true. And I promise you that the best is yet to come.
And that does it for my motivation minutes for today. Anything to add? Any thoughts? Any questions on that, partner? Because it's something I do every single day. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I can really add to it. You pretty much nailed it on the head. I uh, try to do it uh, here and there in my day-to-day life, but uh, yeah, you really nailed it. And uh, obviously, you uh, do it a little bit more than I do, but... Uh, it's you so can, crucial. Yeah. It is so crucial. I know it sounds like such a fucking tinfoil hat, sure. like far off, and like, how can you possibly start visualizing something in your life? I'm telling you, start with something small. Start with something yeah, small. Go. That's whatever you just, if you don't believe me, start there. If you are wanting something into your life, whether it be a new pair of shoes or a new something, don't actively go to attain them. Don't actively seek them out and like, oh, well, I can just go put my credit card on Nike.com. That's pretty easy. Don't just start visualizing them. What they will be in your life, will you have them continuously do that? Watch them come into your life when you least expect it. Most notably for me, one of my funniest ones was there was about a three-month stretch where I was really wanting to get a fish tank. And it was back in college. And I was making some music with some guys, just producing little beats and stuff, you know, just playing around. And I kept thinking, I'm like, man, I really want a fish tank, but I don't have the disposable income to really get it right now. I'm a broke-ass college kid. What Mm -hmm. the hell? So I cleared a space on my dresser where the fish tank would go. I got a few little minor things that I could afford, like the water stuff, a net, a few little things. And I lived my life like I already had the fish. I I literally got up in the morning and fake sprinkled food over an invisible fish tank. You think I'm fucking crazy? I promise you. Couple months went by of me continuously doing this day in and day out. I go to the studio for that night. I hop in the booth. I look down in the corner left of the booth, and there is a pristine fish tank sitting there. Look at my buddy Seabass. I go, Hey, what's up with this fish tank? He goes, Ah, fuck. I got so tired of taking care of that thing. I just kind of drained everything out and whatever. I gave the fish to one of my buddies. I'm not even using it. You want it? And I was like, shockingly actually yes i do (laughs) and that is the same fish tank i have to this day so the power of it is unreal it will take some time and it will take some practice in your life but things will drop in your lap when you least expect it so apply it in your life watch watch the miracles happen my friends i promise i promise you so there you have it my motivation minutes of the day wow Episode number 58 of the TTL pod, partner. Cruising right along. What is going on here, man? Cruising right along. June 14th, 2021. Double what the hell is going on here, man? I mean, you already said it at the top of the pod. We're about halfway through 2021. It does not feel like it. It does not feel like it. I don't know where the time has gone. Hey, the old saying, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is I mean, we are, we are having a blast doing this. We get up with a purpose every single day just to come and bring this to you guys. We love doing the show. We love the back-end grind of all, all the additional stuff. You know me. I'm crazy. Process over product. Motivation minutes. You know me. I, I'll always be that guy. But man, oh man, we uh, we absolutely love doing this. We love our jobs. We love what we do for you guys. And, and we're just going to continue to do so. As always, we do not do this for us. We do this for you. We love connecting with you guys. We love all the amazing people that we've already met. Doors are already starting to open in uh, areas that we would have never imagined. So we're just going to keep grinding, keep pumping. And uh, I'm going to keep visualizing, visualizing and speaking into existence. And uh, if uh, what I got in mind comes to fruition, which 
99.99999% of the time, it does come to fruition. Boy, oh boy, you folks better look out for what we got coming. I mean, it is... It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see where uh, Talking the Line Sports Media goes and grows. And uh, can't thank you guys enough for hopping on the rocket ship with us, headed to the moon, and uh, being here with us from day one. Uh, your support, your following, all that good stuff. I, I know I say it all the time, but doggone, I mean, it, it means so much just to see some views, likes, all that good stuff. Uh, we we promise. Either way, even if you guys don't like or don't watch, we're still going to keep pumping these bad boys out and other content out, but we appreciate it uh, so much nonetheless. Let's wrap this bad boy up right quick. As always, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you've just been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode 58 of the pod today, my friend. Uh, I've got a little something here. Okay. Uh, so you and I are both video game fans, sports game, video f- game fans, more yes, specifically, sir. at least a little bit. Yes, sir. So Madden dropped a little teaser for their upcoming cover athlete release, which will be on June 17th. But either mm-hmm. today or last night, they dropped a video of two goats walking out of a barn. And now people are speculating that both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are going to be on this upcoming cover. Mm, two both goats. of which have been on the cover within the last four or five years, I believe. Two goats, huh? Because I don't know who else they would be trying to tease if it's not. I mean, one of them's got to be Brady. Obviously, you're not going to yeah, say you're goat not, without, without putting him Brady in the conversation. But... And one of them did look a little younger than the other, if that matters. Huh. <laughs> Quite the speculation <laughs> so you people, did on this commercial here. Ah. People were uh, people were chatting about a hundred percent of the comments I was looking at said Brady Mahomes question mark, hmm. and uh, then people are pissed off because both of them have been in the cover on the cover of the last few years. So that's pretty doggone interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So the jury is out on the June Madden 17th. cover for this year, and we will find out on June seventeenth. Per Riley Magnuson on episode number 58 of the Talking the Line podcast. Quote it down. You heard it here first. It's a big, uh, big scoop. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> I appreciate your sidebar. As always, partner, there you have it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide, every single one of you. One more time before I wrap this thing up, in all seriousness, thank you guys so much. Uh, we're about to stick a month under the belt of being live yeah. on YouTube here and uh, have loved loved the process, loved the journey every step of the way. So uh, we just continue to connect with so many amazing people and uh, we're just going to continue, as I always say, to continue to make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. That is a stone cold promise and you can take that to the bank and deposit that. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.